Welcome to the Music of America podcast, where every week we visit a different state in America and meet a different guest in the music industry. Every day, Monday through Friday. We begin in Alabama, and we end in Wyoming. I'm your host, Tom Pollard. Let's talk music here on the Music of America. The Music of America podcast continues. We're kicking off the state of Minnesota today from the visit from the Twin Cities. We're going to meet with Twin Citizen, Adam Lifto, and we'll talk about Twin Citizen, the band, after we talk about something that happened to me a few years ago. I got into an accident at work, and I ended up spending a month or so on my stomach while my back wounds were healing. I had scalded and severely burned my lower back. Well, about, about two weeks into my healing, I realized I hadn't had a cigarette in two weeks, so I quit smoking. Okay, now that, <laughs> that worked for me, but I don't recommend it for anybody else. Thank goodness, so there's a company called Laser Therapy South, they're located just outside of Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Since 2003, Laser Therapy South has helped thousands of people quit smoking, reduce stress, and alleviate chronic and acute pain. Laser Therapy South has developed their own unique approach to tackle both the physiological and habitual components of addiction to help you achieve total success. Laser Therapy. It's an acupuncture-based treatment that originated in Canada and Europe about 25 years ago. Your success is measured immediately. Laser therapy is instantaneous. Your treatment date is also your quit date. I just think that's fascinating. The laser is kind of a cold or therapeutic laser. It doesn't produce heat. It doesn't cut tissue. Most clients report feeling more like having had a massage after treatment. Laser Therapy South, www.lasertherapysouth.com, where all your questions can be answered. Check them out if you want to quit smoking. Laser Therapy South, Fort Lauderdale, Florida, where being a quitter, is a good thing. Not if you're an athletic person, right? Adam. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> Adam Lifto, our guest. We were talking off camera before we started the interview about uh, I'm from St. Louis originally, and he's a Twin Cities guy. So it's been a long time since we've seen some championships, you know. Uh right. Uh, that yeah, that's for sure. And uh not not quitting anytime soon. I I uh, have been a an obsessed Minnesota sports fan for a long time and the payoff is coming at some point. Yeah. Well, that's right. That's right. Yeah. And you know, it, it, if you, you buy enough lottery tickets, <laughs> you can eventually win. So, right. Twin Citizen, and you, and you live in Minneapolis, Minneapolis, St. Paul, the Twin Cities. So, you are Twin Citizens. Is that how yeah. the name was derived? Yeah, Twin Citizen uh, was actually the first name that we kind of came up with as a band. And then we spent about nine months coming up with a whole bunch of other band name ideas as we were writing music only yep. to kind of arrive back at Twin Citizen at the end. And it uh, just seemed to be the the best fit and uh, yeah, and kind of a play on the Twin Cities for sure. That's clever, though. Uh, who is in who is Twin Citizen? Tell us who's not with us today. Yeah, so uh, we have our lead singer, Joe Hartley. He also plays rhythm guitar and and some lead guitar as well. We have Will Hansen. He's our keyboardist, synthesizer uh, player. We have Paul Narlock, our bass player. And we have Joe Diaz, who is our drummer. And then I'm Adam. I play lead guitar. What do you play? What's your guitar of choice? Uh, I play a, uh, a Fender Strat. Yeah. Um, and that's definitely my the most versatile guitar that I have. Um, my baby is a Gretsch White Falcon. Um, I oh, really absolutely love that guitar. I've had a couple of them in my day. One that I pawned off a while back that I never went back to get. And then 
got it back and bought another one um, more recently. And that one doesn't come out very often, but it does for bigger shows for sure. How about acoustically? Do you play around acoustically when you're writing music or do you just do everything electric? Uh, I've played, I've played a, a Martin, um, different, different variations of Martins along the way. I don't mm-hmm. actually own a, uh, an acoustic right now, but, um, our lead singer does, he, he, he writes a lot of, you know, some, a lot, a lot of his songs on the, on an acoustic guitar. Yep. How'd you guys all meet? How did twin citizen come together? Yeah. So that's, that's kind of, uh, an interesting, uh, story. Aren't in they that, all? <laughs> yeah. So we, um, we, this is going to be kind of a, sh- a, sh- a long story short. Um, I got out of a treatment facility in 2019. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm a person in recovery and I had been, um, hadn't played with a band for about 10 years. And I started reaching out into Facebook groups, uh, musician groups in Minnesota, also Craigslist and different places just saying, Hey, uh, I'm a guitar player, uh, just got a treatment, trying to find other people who are also in recovery, early recovery, who want to write music, want to um, perform music, record music, uh, but want to do it uh, without using drugs and alcohol and, and want support in that endeavor. And over about four months, we uh, I, I got a bunch of people reaching out to me. We got together, started playing and wrote music uh in my basement in in northeast minneapolis during the heart of covid19 and wow as soon as that kind of uh faded away i know it's still around but in terms of like clubs opening back up and all of that uh we had written about eight songs and went out and started playing those songs around town together so what's uh what's twin cities like in terms of like original music musicians are is it a receptive area it is that's cool yeah, it is. It's a it's a really healthy local scene, um, at least in the Minneapolis and St. Paul area. Also up in Duluth, um, Fargo uh, area as well. Once you get into the suburbs, it's a little bit more cover band stuff in terms of of uh, you know what you know what you can do. Um, so we don't get out of the out of the Twin Cities too often, just because yeah. it's hard for original bands to pull people out of the cities out and into the suburbs and it's hard for to get the people in the suburbs to go to the shows for local original music but in terms of the cities it's it's a strong the the, the city itself supports local musicians original music because it oh yeah it's such a weird business man you know Mm -hmm. (laughs) but i think that i think you nailed it right there if you're in the city playing in the city or one of the cities then the culture there is more geared toward I, I, if I want to hear Skinner, I'll go put it on my, you know, Sirius, or I'll go listen to a CD. I want to yeah. hear what you have. I want to hear what you have to offer. You get out in the burbs, you know, and yeah. people just want to have a couple of cocktails and hang out with their friends and maybe have the game on in the background and get up and dance a little bit. Well, they may not know Domino or Splinter, yeah, you know, yeah. to dance to. And so they yeah. want to hear, you know, Sweet Home Alabama and all, you know, Mustang Sally and all those. <laughs> right. Yeah, at the end of the day, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I, I get that, and you know, at some point in time, you know, I think that the the more uh, professional you are, and if you can throw a cover in, if you're out in the suburbs, uh, that yeah. can be helpful. But you know, we have we we definitely want to broaden our 
our range eventually but in terms of the cities like there's a ton of good local bands playing original music and most of the clubs out there are pretty supportive of that so it's it's pretty cool that is cool i would wonder if if it's a chicken and egg thing i'm sure but prince was such an impact in that city and was it that prince was an impact that paved the way for people to be more receptive to original music or was it because the place was so receptive to original music that somebody like prince was able to emerge uh yes <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, yeah well yeah it's 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 for sure i mean prince is a, is a huge staple uh, you know especially with like the first avenue club and purple yeah. rain um and a lot of the musicians that he played with um have been around still in the cities playing music. I mean, you yeah, can I heard that. Get... I just heard that like last week or something that most of his band is still playing in town. Yeah. Yeah. There's Different. a, there's a club called bunkers and a bunch of his old band members every Monday night called the Mambo combo play there and play funk music and all sorts of stuff. And How fun. they've been doing that for like 20 years. Um, but it even, you know, there's, there's been a lot of like more punk punk type bands that have come through like uh, the suburbs the replacements uh, who have have paved the way for more of the indie and punk punk stuff. Uh, even back in the day, I know I know Bob Dylan. I don't know if he necessarily says he's a Minnesota artist, but he spent some time and, and grew up in Minnesota. Right. And so you know, we've got a culture there of of some pretty big names that have certainly helped the that kind of health you know survive of of, of the scene here for sure. When when you were playing music before and before uh, you went into recovery, mm-hmm. was your music a darker, heavier kind of approach? Like if I listened to Adam Lifto 20 years ago and listened to him today, would I hear a significant difference in your music? That's a good question. I would say earlier on, not so much. I mean, I've always had a I've always had kind of a, a funky um, uh there's definitely a darkness to it, but that comes more from my influence, uh, musical influence. Um, but you know, I've, I would say more than anything, like there was Adam who played live early on. And then during that 10 years where I wasn't a part of a band, I was still playing all the time. Uh It was just by myself kind of hermit style. And that stuff was just strange and, and intricate, but really strange and kind of like, uh, not something that I would translate well into playing live and, uh-huh. and, and sharing with other people. Um, and then I've kind of been kind of had more of a return back to home uh, mm-hmm. in the last, the last four years for sure. And it's cool that your band is comprised of people that you've got a built in support system. Cause this, mm-hmm. this industry can be difficult with addiction issues and, and abuse issues, you know? Yeah. It's uh it's such a blessing, um, not only, you know, to have that support, uh, but uh, the truth is, is that um, relapse is is a big part of the recovery process. Uh, it happens a lot, but it doesn't have to happen. Um, right. It can happen, but it doesn't have to happen. And uh, we've been able to, to, to hang in together, you know, in these four years being together. So that's also been kind of a miracle in, in itself is the five of us uh, have all really done uh, thrived together um and thrived in what can be a pretty precarious environment you know so it's been pretty pretty special experience 
Now, you'll if you listen to this podcast, you'll hear me talk a lot about songs, obviously. Mm-hmm. And and one of the things I really get a kick out of is uh, when somebody will send me a list of songs, like you sent me Domino Splinter and Escape Room. And uh, as soon as I see a song title, it reminds me of a song of the same title. I'm like, oh, let's see how they cover this one. And I'm always wrong. Always wrong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I'm thinking Domino. You know, oh, oh, Domino. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and uh, that's the first song we're going to listen to here. That's that's not Domino. It's your Domino. So tell us about mm-hmm. that. Tell uh, talk about Domino. Where that came from and what that's about. And... Yeah. So Domino uh, started with uh, a song that uh, our keyboardist had worked on before meeting us, and just kind of had a couple of different lines uh, with, with an electronic drum track with some keyboards over it. Uh And uh, at that time um, he sent it to us and the way that that song was written for me, because I I did a lot of the writing around what he had already done. It's a pretty long song. It's almost seven minutes, I think. Yeah. I noticed. Um, (laughs) Yep. And at that time, I was working with a, a, a drum machine and synthesizer sequencer, and I wrote all of the parts around it on this on this drum machine and sequencer that I had, uh-huh. oh, and fun. then translated that to my guitar. Wow! Um, yeah, and so it was kind of a weird. It was kind of a weird backwards. Uh, yeah, I was going to say that's that's usually the other way around. <laughs> yeah, kind of a weird backwards way of doing it. Um, and so there was all of these really disjointed kind of like they they all were in the same key and they all had you know ideas that were similar all these different parts, um, but because it had been written on a drum machine and a, and a sequencer, it, it wasn't real fluid. And so uh-huh. once right. once I brought the parts to the band, then they kind of helped me with the transitions from part to part. And so it's kind of like um, I got all the jigsaw pieces together and then they interlocked them for you, right? Yep, yep, yeah, yeah, exactly. That's, that's cool. It's cool when you guys can do that. There, there's a, a a a camaraderie and a common goal, and then what what it takes to make that happen, and how cool it is when you've all contributed to make that happen. That's yeah, that's yeah, neat. yeah. So that's that's how that one came kind of came along, and then you know vocals and all of that stuff kind of came afterwards, and uh, but yeah, it was it, it's it's definitely. It's definitely one of my favorite songs to play just because there's a lot of very different flavors in it. Um, so we'll yeah. only hear you on guitar, though, on this. Is that correct? Yep. yep. Okay, even, even though you created this with everything else, right? Yeah, well, I, I, I created, like, the... the I, I orchestrated, like, yeah. the 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 tonal kind of qualities and chord right. progressions outside of uh, kind of the first the intros to the song. And when it, it, it returns back to that, when he... When the verses for our songs originally came from our keyboardist yep okay we'll give it a listen the band is called twin citizen from minneapolis minnesota here on the music of america podcast and the song is called domino
It's brewing a storm Keep yourself warm And cover your eyes The constant reminders Of how it works Have we fallen
a song called Domino with Twin Citizen, our guest today, Adam Lifto from Twin Citizen from Minneapolis on the Music of America podcast. I was talking to a friend of mine about my brother's couple's workbook called Two Years After Forever, sort of a, a how-to guide to improve your communication skills, which, as anyone that's been in a relationship knows, is crucial. So as we spoke later in the conversation, I mentioned the book again. I said, Two Years After Forever is the name of the book I told you my brother wrote. And she stops me. She goes, oh, oh, your, your brother's book. I thought you meant your brother's book that you borrowed from your brother. Three little words, my brother's book, two entirely different interpretations. Well, the book, Two Years After Forever, inside will have exercises that help you form better communicative skills to avoid pratfalls like that one. Along with your partner, learning and applying these exercises help you get back to why, two years ago maybe, you pledged a life together forever. Two Years After Forever twoyearsafterforever.com, and available at Amazon today and forever. Adam Lifto, our guest from Twin Citizen. And Adam, you said, uh, made reference to your influences. I wanted to go down that road, if you wouldn't, over your left shoulders of Jane's Addiction poster. And I yeah. couldn't make it out because, A, I'm old, my glasses are fogging <laughs> up, and there's some glare on there. So uh, when did you start playing, and who were your influences then and and still are today? Or or what is the how – how has your taste palette changed? Yeah, um it's a it's a good question. I well I started I started playing music uh seriously in 1999. Um I I, I played in middle school. I was I, I grew up with the doors. I grew up yeah. uh the doors was like my dad's favorite band. So I've had a, a deep love for Jim Morrison and the Doors and Raymond Zarek uh ever since I was a little kid, the Beatles. Mm-hmm. Um and uh Played in in middle school for a little bit, uh, and then kind of lost my way with uh, with some you know, with some rap music that I got into for a, a year or two. And then uh, in 1999, the Red Hot Chili Peppers released Californication. Yeah, and uh, that was the return of their guitar player John Frusciante, and something about his playing and his backup vocals in that album just resonated with me with my with my soul. Um, and that's where I kind of took off 1999. Um, it was, it was music, um, writing music, playing music, learning how to perform music. Uh, and I love the Chili Peppers for sure. One of my mm-hmm. favorite bands, but their guitar player, John Frusciante, uh, he has a ton of solo music. Um, I got into his music, some of his darker stuff when he quit the band where he was struggling with drug addiction. Um, really just like some of the as a like a ninth grade kid some of the like darkest weirdest stuff i'd ever heard and it just like i don't know it just latched onto my soul uh-huh. and brought me in so many different directions like sid barrett some of sid barrett's solo music yeah. uh um uh let's see here um joy division new order um frank zappa just like his, John Frusciante's palette is so widely, so diverse, and it right, brought me right. down all these different rabbit holes. Um, but I also grew up with a with a brother uh, in, who was like a teenager in the early '90s grunge era. So I listened to a lot of Jane's Addiction, Soundgarden, mm-hmm. Nirvana, um, and you know some of those bands as well. Um, more recently, I've I, 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 one of my favorite bands, favorite guitar players, Omar Rodriguez Lopez from the Mars Volta, um, like kind of Latin prog 
like psychedelic really? music uh-huh. that oh. that that I'm really into. Hence, like Twin Citizens, very long songs. Uh, you can you can listen to like you could be on like a three hour road trip and be on like the fourth song of a Mars Volta album. So, <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> so, you know, um, so, you know, that's, that's kind of in my, uh, in my palette as well. I would say probably the most influential was, is John Frusciante though. And eighties uh, kind of new wave music. I got into Depeche Mode, Duran Duran, mm-hmm. um, New Order. Um, so I have kind of like, I this... always love those three together too, man. That's so funny. It's always yeah. those three <laughs> tons yep. of artists, but it's always those three. <laughs> yeah. So that, I mean, that was, that was what I was listening to in, in the early two thousands, like obsessively. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I got into this, uh, like I talked about earlier, I got into this habit of, of practicing guitar to synthesizers. Oh wow! And, and so, you know, there's, I've, I've got a kind of a strange, uh, way of playing music based off of that uh so yeah i mean lots of different stuff um and uh, another band that i would really have to put in there uh more recent they've broken up in the last few years but a band called yesair uh is is really kind of a a psychedelic uh like indie rock meets like Mm -hmm. uh middle eastern rock or middle eastern sounds so you know kind of all over the place but you know that's the way Interesting i like you it. say psychedelic because that word has come up more in the last three months in my life and granted i'm doing a podcast now yeah but i talk music all the time i play music i hang out with musicians but just the last i'll say the last year is there a trend that you see where people are dabbling back in psychedelics psychedelic music styles and bringing their music with a more psychedelic approach or, or a flavor of it maybe yes I think that there's, I think that there has been more psychedelic culture uh, coming back. And, and um, I would say in, you know, in, in the circles that I'm in, there's definitely experimentation going on uh, with, with music, but I would say more culturally than like so much like way out there music, you know, it's, uh, but you know, they're definitely some of the bands I've listened to, you know, the Mars Volta, if you want to see, you listen to psychedelic music, that's certainly, I would say, a, a highlighted in their, in their music for sure. So, uh, I think you're around my son's age, I'm going to guess, maybe a little bit younger, maybe not. But, uh, when I saw the next song, Splinter, I was thinking Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> yeah, that, uh, <laughs> That's funny you bring that up. It, it. I don't think the song has anything to do with that. But I will say though that we were, uh, we had contemplated naming our band Master Splinter. <laughs> oh, you're kidding! How funny. from the Ninja from the Ninja Turtles? How funny! Yeah. Well, that's that's where my head went. I just kind of you know, I, I hadn't met you guys. We've only mm-hmm. you know emailed and whatever. And yep. no, the the age range is about right though. I'm I I just turned thirty nine in June, so just turned forty. He just hanging turned 40, on to yeah. 42 still hanging on to my 30s by by a hair but yep well happy birthday i have you a gift (laughs) it's at the store you got to go pick it up and pay for it yourself and you have really (laughs) expensive (laughs) wherever you want i don't care but you have really expensive taste but don't send me the bill okay (laughs) (laughs) right (laughs) so tell me about splinter then if it's not about some rat that lives in a sewer yeah so splinter um so i had 
Splinter is interesting in that it the song definitely started from me. Uh, this originated from uh, when I was in in treatment rehab. Uh, they had an old ratty guitar there, and I hadn't played. Uh, like I said, I, for about ten years, I was a hermit musician and uh-huh. wouldn't play in front of anybody. Um, and there, I started writing music on this really ratty guitar, and and there was you know. 13 other guys in this treatment house I was at. And it was the first time I had picked up a guitar and played anything in front of anybody in almost a decade. And so <clears throat> the riff, uh, it, the, like the, the main riff and, and beginning of the song all started uh, over a 39 day stay in treatment. Um, and then it kind of went on the shelf until I found this band. And it was like the second song we worked, started working on um, wrote all the parts for this, uh, on guitar kind of as a band though um yeah. you know th- through probably a month or two of practices uh got it has some weird time signatures it you know it, it jumps in and out of like five timing and um and i think from a i i don't i i don't know like the full story in terms of lyrically but definitely um the idea of being you know, because we all have this this recovery and, and addiction history of in our in our lives, just kind of the splintering of our of of who we are, um, who who we might have once been, uh, who who we lost and how and who we are now, and kind of that splintered person trying yeah. to bring those pieces back together in some way, shape, or form. Um, but uh, this is definitely our our kind of our go to um ending song for all of our sets so okay more of an epic and an epic and it has an epic kind of ending to it yeah it's it's got it's got some really neat, neat dynamics to it yeah and, uh, i and, could see that as a yeah that's your stopper yeah yeah one of the cool things that i like just about this recording um is i had a 1967 um right uh guitar pedal yeah that um that like Inagata Devita was used, one of those were used. So I had this vintage uh, fuzz pedal that I used for the solo at the end, and so it was kind of kind of it was kind of a fun recording, just knowing that I was blasting my my guitar solo through something that <laughs> you know my that my dad would have been listening to, you know, yeah, that's back cool. when he was a teenager. So yeah, Adam Lifto is our guest today, representing the band Twin Citizen from Minneapolis, and the song we're just talking about, we're going to play for you right now. It's called Splinter on the Music of America podcast. I was wrong 
Twin Citizen here on the Music of America podcast. I'm your host, Tom Pollard, and we're going to get back and talk to Adam Lifto from Twin Citizen after we talk about B-Normous Productions. B-Normous Productions have been producing and recording music and videos for over 20 years. After years as a performer, the owner, Van Vierhoeven, decided to get back into that which he loves most, production. After tutelage under Jordan Valeria, he opened up his own place out in Millican, Colorado. High-end instruments, high-end tools are all on hand to make your sound compete with that of your favorite records. He's got one goal in mind, for you to look and sound your best. Be Normous Productions. Go on out, make some music, make some records, make some videos. Be Normous Productions are on Facebook and at www.benormousproductions.com. Adam Lifto from Twin Citizen. Have you guys done videos? And I'm not talking about youtube catching a show at the do drop in i mean like mm-hmm. guys, you guys go out and shoot a real video for maybe domino or splinter uh we haven't done that yet uh we the the most we've dabbled in that uh so we've we've played one show at the seventh street entry which is kind of the smaller uh room of first avenue uh-huh. uh and and hired a a professional team to come in and 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 do videos of that oh that's um nice. yep so we we have done that and we, so we got some uh some really good footage that we use as promos and and different things like that uh for for uh getting people to shows and hyping things up i would love to do some um some music videos along the way we uh will probably wait so the the batch of songs that we're we're listening to now is kind of our first uh it was all live recording with all of us playing at the same time outside of singing our singer went in and and uh sang after after the fact um but it was just to get some songs on on record so we can right. get out there and get our name out there um but we plan uh in the next i'd say six to nine months to go in and uh spend some bigger bucks and and get some songs really um locked in the way we want them to sound and do some videos at that point Sure. No, I know you told me earlier, but I forgot because it was more than five minutes ago. <laughs> How long have you guys been playing together? Uh, we've been playing together for three years. Okay. About three years. We've been playing live for about a year and a half. Right. And how steady yeah. are you playing out? Uh, I would say we play anywhere from, I mean, at most right now we're playing two shows a month. Okay. Um, and more recently, one show a month. It really just depends on what our current goals are um you know for a while our our goal is to 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 bank as much money as we can so we can go and record mm-hmm. um right now we have some bigger shows coming up and so we've when we typically have that we like to play once a month so it'll be more of an event and we can get everyone to a show and not burn our crowd out so i don't know how things are done there so i can only tell you how i know things have been done in missouri and and in some venues in vermont that original artists get uh whatever's passed around you get a part of the gate and are they split the gate depending on how many acts there are Mm -hmm. and then whatever the tips are that you get that for that show is that about accurate yeah it, it depends uh there's a lot of places that are like that um there's other places where it's the it it's a free cover and you get a a flat rate um you know, some of the bigger clubs, it's more of a contract. Uh, and so it just depends on on the club. So there's a, a bit of a variety. 
for sure. When will you guys say, this is what we've done this for. We're, we've made it. This is what we wanted to do. What would that be? Um, so I think, you know, because we're, we're not spring chickens in our, in our band. Right. We're, I mean, we're not, we're not ancient either, but you know, it's just that we're, we're all in kind of family time, um, working full time. Uh, so, you know, what our current goal is, is to become, uh, noteworthy in the local Minnesota scene. So to be able to, to play a Saturday night, wherever we kind of want to play, um, yeah. and be able to do well financially, do well with uh, a draw. Um, and at that point kind of see where that takes us. Um, but I think our, our main goal is to, to become, you know, kind of a staple in the local scene, uh, for as long as we possibly can. And if anything more than that happens, it would be a blessing, you know? Um, so, yeah. Get enough enough saturation that you're not saturated, but enough in the <laughs> market that when when Twin Citizen comes out with a new CD, you know, then yeah. Bob will say to his wife, you know, or husband or whatever, you know, say, yeah, but hey, uh, Twin Citizens got a new CD coming out. They're playing down at uh, First Lounge. Let's go check them out. Yeah, you know? and and for sure, I mean, like the kind of the the holy grail of the twin cities uh local scene is is first avenue's main room i mean yeah. if you if you can get if you can headline a show there as a local band you've kind of you've kind of found your way in in that market and so that would be you know that would be kind of where we would hope to be eventually yeah i don't know what i call that's what i was referencing when i called it first first lounge yeah. or whatever yeah first yeah. avenue yeah yep that, that's what i would think too yeah like we're headlining first avenue we can call yep. it quits now <laughs> for so. sure um, uh, yeah, so I mean that that's kind of the idea, and and you know leaving the door open for if anything happened, but you know we're just that's the beauty is we we're just we're playing with uh for the love of it with yeah. with a with a lot of hard work and passion, but um right you, know. you don't get paid to play in music you get paid to move equipment right right exactly yeah <laughs> so uh, do you or like Joel or Joe or I can't even remember yeah Phil right. Joe, Paul, Paul, uh, Paul Will. Okay. Yep. We got two Joes, a Will, and a Paul. Yeah. So any of you do other projects other than Twin Citizen? Uh yeah. So um our our lead singer plays uh in another band called If I May. Uh plays plays guitar in that. Um and our drummer ha- has played um in different bands along the way. Uh-huh. Um he'll, he'll he's He's pretty well known uh, as like a, a very very good drummer in Minnesota, and yeah. we'll 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 pick up you know um, fill in spots for for bands along the way. Um, what's so the he's... hardest? What's the hardest replacement piece if somebody were to leave the band? You say no, we can't we can't find a blank player. What's the hardest in the? Uh, uh, yeah, so there's two answers to that. I think so. We 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 had a different drummer when we first started this band that didn't, didn't stick with us. Um, and Joe, when Joe Diaz, our drummer came in, that's when everything took off for us. Um, so he is a driving force. He is, um, incredibly talented, uh, and, and quite frankly, pushes us to, to limits or to further, further limits than we, than we thought we were Uh able to. Um, so that would be a huge, I mean, that would really, be hard to lose um i think uh 
Joe uh, Joe Hartley, our singer. Um, it, it would be weird without him because he's he's the voice of our band. Um, yeah. And and um, le- I think bands have a really hard time losing a lead singer. Um, and so that would be really hard. And I mean, and so those those two for sure. Um, and then I mean, I would say myself uh, just because I I I am kind of the airship what's it called uh what are the uh the commander of the ship yeah 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 okay. aircraft care aircraft Air, yeah yeah okay. so i mean i i, I kind of I, I run a lot of the business stuff so if i wasn't a part of it i we, gotcha we wouldn't yeah. have a place to practice we wouldn't have shows being shows booked, <laughs> all that stuff, so you, you know we're all, all so in, in in essence i mean you know when, when we don't have a bass player for a couple of weeks or something it it's really hard to move forward so i mean yeah all of us are pretty important. Yeah. To what the reason I'm asking is certain markets uh, are just like desperate for certain instruments. And uh, yeah. you get out to Kansas and you play bass anywhere in Kansas and you play bass, you can write your ticket, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and I would say in, in Minnesota, it's drums, the drums and bass for sure. The rhythm section. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, it's really hard to, to get anything done without a good rhythm section. Got time for one more. Talk to me about escape room. I'm thinking of a Jodie Foster movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> uh, Escape Room um, was developed uh, between the bass player, me, and our synthesizer player. Uh, for like I had mentioned earlier, we had another drummer that didn't quite work out with us, mm-hmm. um, and due to you know not not having consistent practice, had to move on from that situation and. Um, during that that time, which was a pretty good chunk of time, uh, we were playing to a drum machine a lot of our practices, uh-huh. and our bass player came in. And it was just the three of us, and you know, it was, we were frustrated because we couldn't get the whole group together again, and so we just were like, "Let's just get together, see what happens," and just start um, writing some stuff. And our bass player came in with a really funky bass line, um, and. Uh, you know, it really fit into my kind of California chili pepper funk uh-huh. uh, uh, influences. And so I started kind of slapping some funk guitar to it. And, uh, you know, within a couple of hours, we had had this really kind of funky um, kind of uh, jam that we were working with. And so that's, you know, that's how that one came in, uh, came into play. And uh, it's, 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 it's kind of interesting in that way. It's like we have five guys that all write music, um, you know, kind of with our drummer always being the who guides us rhythm- rhythmically. So he doesn't write his own songs per se, but he helps us write them. Um, but the the rest of us, the four of us, we all write when have taken turns taking lead on songs. And that was one of our bass players. It's a pretty cool song. That's fun. One, it's my it's 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 the easiest guitar song for me to play. And so, and I, I, I'm a big, I like to move around on stage a lot. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm pretty, pretty animated and that's one that's easy, fairly easy to play. So I can kind of let loose. And so it's my favorite one oh, to play cool. live. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. That's cool. Oh, I wish I had a live uh, version of it to play now. <laughs> yeah. Well, there, there might be, there might be one on YouTube, but it's one of those videos that you were talking about. Right, right. Well, we're not in the video phase here yet. This yeah. is year one. <laughs> By year three, though, we might be, we might be doing videos. So we'll see. Yeah, but for right now, for you, then. Yeah. yeah, there we go. 
The band is Twin Citizen, and the song is called Escape Room here on the Music of America podcast.
Quinn Citizen, a song called Escape Room here on the Music of America podcast. Our guest today, Adam Lifto. Adam, how does the time go by so fast? You know? Yeah, yeah. Went by, uh, this was a lot of fun. I really appreciate you having me, Tom. Um, Love having you on here. Now, this is the point the point of the show. We call this seg- the segment Shameless Self-Promotion. So this is where we just, you just pimp yourself out, dude. You know, just <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anything you got, you, I know you got a website. So tell us about how we can find you, support you by your music, by your merch, uh, things that are coming up in December and t- what's happening in 2024. Let's hear all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I guess the, the easiest way to kind of uh, home base for us is uh, Music. So www.twincitizenmnmusic.com. Um, you can go there. That's kind of home base. Like I said, you can you can get into links for our Facebook, for our Instagram, uh, for our TikTok, for our YouTube. Um, and uh, we also have a, a electronic press kit that you can get into there. Um, find our music. So that's that's definitely a one stop shop kind of area. But um, you know we use the, the kind of the same handle for just about everything. So Facebook it's uh, at uh, twin citizen MN music, mm-hmm. uh, Instagram at twin citizen MN music. The only one that isn't that is uh Twitter or X, I guess it's called now. Um, and that's just at Twitter, twin citizen band. Um, didn't the whole handle didn't fit in on that one. So um but uh TikTok, if if people are are using TikTok um at Twin Citizen MN Music, um on YouTube, you search uh Twin Citizen um and you should be able to find us. We're on all social or uh on all streaming platforms. So our music, uh if you if you subscribe to streaming platforms, we're on all of those that t- people typically use. Um, in terms of uh, what's coming up for us, so uh, locally, uh, Twin Citizen, uh, we're really excited. So I've talked about First Avenue quite a bit. Um, we played their 7th Street entry room on a weekday last year. Uh, this year, we've worked very hard to get ourselves on a weekend there, which is a big step for a local band. That's huge, area. yeah. Um, and so we are playing on Friday, January 5th at uh the seventh street entry um with uh a a younger artist named colin bracewell an old an older artist john berg and uh kind of in the middle uh, another band called pull string all local groups um we're really looking forward to that we're we're hoping to sell that one out um like i said we're climbing day by day to try and get into that main room so the the better we do there the um you know uh the the sooner we get to those goals um and the the other uh big thing that we're going to be doing in in 2024 is going back into the studio um so we might play limited shows up until that point um but uh, it's really hard to focus in on writing and crafting how you want to record things when you're also worried about playing multiple shows so we might uh pull pull off the gas a little bit on performance but unless something pops up that we can't, you know, refuse. Oh, you say happens. no to, right. Yeah. Yep. Uh, but uh, we're, we're excited. I think uh, we're going to a, uh, a studio called Honey Tone Studios in Wisconsin. It's a pretty cool place. Um, it's a, uh, an old Victorian mansion kind of out in the boondocks. How fun. 
that they've turned into a, a recording studio and they've got all the gadgets and, and guitars and, and um, they also, uh, they also house you there. So you can, it's, you can, we're going to take like, th- uh, you know, four or five day um, window and go and, and, and into the middle of Wisconsin somewhere and just sleep there and record as a band and kind of have that experience of just being there. And yeah. Don't it, do it in so. the winter. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, no, the winter is for writing in Minnesota. That's, that's, know, that's true. Cause what else are we going to do? Yeah. Yeah. You just sit in a warm basement and write music. And um, so those are the big things. Um, and uh, you know, that we're excited about and uh, um, you know, uh, we're super passionate group of guys. We're doing this thing, um, you know, as, as authentically as we, we all have in our lifetime. Um, and, uh, that's something we're really proud of. We, we also are trying to be kind of a beacon of light, um, for anybody who's, who's struggled with addiction and mental health um, disorders, um, that not only can you, uh, can can you return back to doing what you love to do which you can do it um um f- in a fulfilling way with support and um successfully and so you know we we really champion that as you know not just for people in sub- with substance use and addiction but people to chase what they love to do and yeah. and try not to to let the challenges of your life kind of take over um so uh we're really proud of that and and want people to feel empowered by by what we do Amen, brother. Yeah. Love it. And through all of this, Adam, I've been trying to figure out who you look like. And just then, during that last spiel, you look like a young John Favreau. <laughs> yeah. So, so go go, uh, go help Tony Stark uh, defend the world against bad guys, will you? Right. I will. <laughs> <laughs> Adam, thanks a lot. Adam Lifto, our guest today. From Twin Citizen on the Music of America podcast. Up next, we're headed to Duluth in a band called Indecent Proposal. You've been listening to the Music of America podcast. If you like today's show, please go to the website at www.musicofamericapod.com or our Music of America podcast Facebook page. Like us and follow the show and episodes. We tally the votes of all our shows. And the most listened to shows will be rebroadcast on our best of shows at the end of the season. I look forward to having you with us again and listening to the Music of America.